Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike and I got my linemate Matt with me. And today we're going to go over some NHL news, some Blackhawks news. And, um, you know, kind of just to start things off, you know, we've kind of had a week to digest everything. But uh, Adam Johnson passed away from uh, a gruesome injury that he had um, of having, what, a skate to the neck. And um, it's this is one of those things that I think we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, Matt. I was talking about TJ Oshie's like his his garment line his his under uh, under hockey garment line and you know i mentioned that the that the 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 fabric will uh, like a skate can't cut you on the wrist but i don't think he had a, a neck guard on at the time cuz we were talking about the injury that Evander Kane had when he got a i think he got a skate to the wrist and he had the he had the run off because he had a, a pretty bad injury but Adam Johnson, uh, you know, unfortunately, he passed away. He was a prospect for Pittsburgh for a long time and um, scored one goal with them. Ironically, it was assisted by Sam Lafferty, that goal that he scored. And um, it's it's really turned the NHL kind of on its, on its heels a little bit because, you know, they're talking about the NHL and kind of down about mandating or i should say fans are talking about having net guards mandated and you know this is this is kind of what always what happens you know something happens and then people want to jump in and they want to mandate things you know for player safety or what they feel is needed so that um so that you know i guess every everyone is safe and it doesn't really matter what the players think matt First of all, before we get into that, I want to I want to talk to you. What do you think about this? You know, this injury that was sustained, and it hasn't happened, you know, very often. But unfortunately, this this player passed away. Yeah, it's just tragic, man. I, I feel terrible for his his mother. She was really rattled by it, and just watching it was just it was gruesome. But you know what? What's crazy about hockey players? That guy. That kid, he got up and skated to the bench. Isn't that insane? It is. Like he, I, I the guy was just a warrior to the till the time he passed. And uh, as for the throat guards, I wore one my whole career as a player, and I was a goalie. It was different, and I know I can't speak for forwards, but it probably will be harder for some guys to kind of look down and catch yourself, see where the puck's at. But I noticed that some players were wearing the the throat guard. Um, I think Kaiser was for the Blackhawks last game. And I think Ovechkin and um, Wilson also had throat guards on. T.J. Oshie did too. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I think it should be up to the players. it, But I think most guys are kind of pretty much scared right now. And I don't blame them. It's a freak accident. I personally think it's going to be grandfathered in like the visor rule was. Ah, uh, okay. You, we might see the next wave of players coming up and it's going to be mandatory, I believe. Oh, uh, okay. You know what? And if you really think about it, that's kind of like maybe the easiest or safe, I wouldn't say safest way to do it because I'm not a fan of of just telling people what to do. You know, if yeah. if you, you, you should know the risk of what you're doing, you you've seen firsthand right here that a fatality is absolutely possible on the ice. So it is, you know, it is approved. You know, you guys can wear neck guards. You can do this if you want to. Um, 
I think that guys should wear them, but I don't think guys should be forced to wear them. Um, I, I think there will be more guys more as, as time goes on, but I'm kind of against the, um, as far as guys that are playing in the league, like right now, you, I don't think that they should be forced to wear one. They obviously know the, the repercussions of doing so, but, um, I don't think they should be forced to wear one. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it, the good thing will be if it does count, come down to like the vote between the GMs, the players' union, and all that stuff, they might say, yeah, as of 2025, it's going to be mandatory. Okay. Everybody in the league now will have a personal choice. Kind of like the visor. You know, the last, I think the last guy not wearing a visor right now is Ryan O'Reilly. That's how crazy it is. Ryan Reeves doesn't wear one either. And Ryan Reeves, yeah. So there's only a handful of guys, maybe like four or five guys left. I know Andrew Shaw was, I think, the last Blackhawk to not wear one. So it's it's going to change a lot. You know, it's really unfortunate that you know that it that it has to it has to come to like this to to kind of bring to light, you know, how much of a danger that it is. You know, another thing that people are talking about is. Was it intentional by this player? And, oh, gosh. you know, whether it was or whether it wasn't, you know, Jeremy Roenick had a really good, had a really good take on it. And he said that, you know, whether it was or it wasn't, he shouldn't be allowed to play anymore because, you know, some people are saying that it was intentional, that he did it. He wasn't looking to kill somebody, but he was looking to get his feet up. And it's a non-hockey play. I don't know about you, man, but when I played hockey, you know, we were always told, leave your feet on the ice. Do not bring your feet up. If you're getting hit or something is, you feel yourself going down, don't throw your feet up, you know, when you go down, you know, purposely. And um, this guy, man, I mean, it, it's it's debatable and i i mean i i hate to to talk about this guy's intentions because i don't know considering what happened but Ooh, yeah i don't well, either th- way man his life is forever like changed right I mean, he's got to live with the fact that he was he was the guy that the adam johnson cut his throat with with his yeah. skate so I personally don't agree with Ronick on that. I think the way that he was skating across the ice, I think his leg went up. It's yeah, I don't, I don't think he did it intentional. But like I said, that guy's got to go through some mental health screening himself just by the fact of seeing that. I mean, it was just so gruesome. Yeah, I mean, probably all of the guys there. You know how, how easy, how hard is it? Too. <laughs> how hard is it to get back on the ice? You know, after seeing something like that. You know, like we're here playing a hockey game, and something like that happens to your friend. It's insane. Do you remember back in the day when Richard Zetnik got cut? I do. I, I Florida Panthers game, and I remember the trainer saved his life. He put pressure on the throat, and they were able to sew him back up. And the guy came back, I think, at the end of the season to finish finish the year out, and. He's he's a lucky one, man. He was absolutely very lucky. That trainer knew exactly what to do. I think they mentioned that um, that that his carotid was hanging on by a thread. Yeah, and he was lucky. You know, and you know what, man? Here's something. Here's something else that's interesting, Matt. Do you think that, considering the injuries, you know, guys are faster, stronger, 
uh, in in today's league, do you think that maybe it might be a good idea for them to have um, maybe um, emergency medical facilities inside of these stadiums to to to, to possibly do like a um, like a emergency surgery on on players. I mean, they have plenty of room to put you know more bars here and more bars there and more food. Do they have? Do can they make an area where they if they have to do an emergency surgery like a little medical center inside of the stadium um, just in case something like this happens? Well, we got to remember that this was in Europe, I believe. So. We don't know how their rinks like set up for that. I think most NHL rinks have for that in case something does happen. And I know the Blackhawks have that uh, Dr. Terry, I believe, who is at all the games. I think he's an orthopedist, and though, isn't he? I think I think he's a doctor. I think he is. He's. I think he can do certain things. And yeah, I, I agree. I know what you're getting at. Like we got all these. You know all these spots to put bars and serving more alcohol. Yeah, I, I I think that they should invest in, you know, possibly having a a room and a staff for something like this in case it happened again, or even anything else that you know a cut anywhere or a broken bone and or stitches anything. I mean, yeah, you got the experience. Sometimes you have, you know, the the paramedics that are at the games. They're they're sitting in the ambulance most of the whole game. You know, yeah. But it would be good to have you know the tools and the the facilities for that in case it did happen again. I was watching on YouTube the, the like the LSU football team and and Georgia football team their um their training facilities and it's dude it's it's an absolute marvel at the training facilities uh, in Georgia. I think it's it might be Georgia. They have a full medical wing there where they can take x-rays, they can uh, they can treat players. It's absolutely incredible, man. And I I, I want to say maybe within the next 10 to 15 years that it would be a, it would be a good idea for these teams to staff, you know, maybe a, a general surgeon at each game in case someone from either side of the the ice, you know, because if someone gets their wrist cut in the wrong way, man, that is something that um, if, unless you can, you can't, if you can put a tourniquet on it in in, 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 in a certain amount of time, you know, man, it, it's really easy to bleed out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what happened to poor uh, Johnson. Yeah. I mean, I just, uh, the poor guy, I, I can't believe, I still am in awe that he got up and skated to the bench. Yeah. That's just an absolute warrior, like last man or like last stand like his body fought and it's just insane yeah and, yeah and uh, i hope uh i just feel terrible i think he's got a, a girlfriend and obviously his parents are just I, I feel so terrible for him yeah i do too you can't put a tourniquet on a neck so i mean it's like no. one of those things that has to be treated immediately and it with it's almost impossible if that happens right and, i mean you gotta get off the ice you gotta <laughs> pretty much got to do it on the bench they got to cut your gear off you know yeah it's it's just uh it's horrible and i think the throat guard is a good thing i still i actually still have mine it's it's a von like eddie belfour (laughs) used to wear and uh it was just a piece of velcro you know you you, well you had the padding and then the velcro would hold it on there right 
I know the players one was a little different. It kind of looked like a headband. Okay. You, know, you put it around your neck, but I'm sure with that, that was in the nineties. So right. I'm sure that there's going to be stuff that's going to be way, way better, like way better, more comfortable, like probably more flexible, like, like a turtleneck. Yeah. I was going to say like a, like an under armor type of product where it fits to your neck. Good. And, you know, you don't feel like a ninja turtle. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's that's going to be the the debate with players is like, hey, I can't, can't play as fast. Yeah, I can't see. I can't. I I I just can't get flexibility when I'm turning my head left and right. And so that's going to be the thing. And that that could also be a safety issue if you can't see. I mean, and you can't, and you're looking down. You're asking for, you know more concussions you got your guys guys their heads down and so there's a whole bunch of things in the nhl i think that they should do different i mean as a goalie i hate when guys are skating full speed to the net knowing that that net's gonna come off and they they'll crash right into the goalie yeah now that you got those pvc like pegs you know you can the goalie can kick it off easy right but back in the day you had those they were steel yeah they were you metal. were sticking those things in the ice, and you had to lift them up and hold them in. If you skate at full speed into that thing, there's a good chance you're going to clothesline yourself with that net and knock the air right out of you. Yeah. So that's you didn't see it that much back in the day. Now you see that. I that's that's something that I hope the NHL addresses soon too. I think I got but, I got knocked into one one time, dude, and like the net didn't move. No, I was like, "Holy smoke, your, man. your your bones will just bend." Right. <laughs> and, and try being the poor goalie that's the first one to stop the impact. You're you're kind of getting pushed into the net, and then you're almost like stopping, and you're like padding for the player that's running into you, and you're you're hitting the crossbar or you're hitting the post or even the middle the middle post inside the net. Right. So that's just. There's just there's a whole bunch of things that they should address, but you know, I mean, it, it, it unfortunately it takes something awful for people to want change. Yeah, Blackhawks got embarrassed by the Yotes eight to one. That was painful. I was not expecting that, man. I know the Yotes they're on a they're on a tear right now, man, and good for them. You know, I would talk about an yeah. organization that has had nothing but bad news for practically decades, and. Yeah. Um, you know they're having a good start to the to, to the season, and uh, you know good for them, man. Uh, Bedard 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 scored in his first thirty Bedork. seconds and became the youngest player to do that in NHL history. Uh, for now, he's holding an NHL record. Interesting, man. Um, but it was downhill after that. I think that was like the first thirty. Yeah, the first thirty yeah. seconds, and then yeah. after that, it was the hose, the goal scoring hose, pretty much got let out by Arizona, and uh, it was it was a uh, horrific. Horrific. Hawks played the Panthers. That was a statement game, man. And you know what? This schedule has been kind of messed up, dude. They Very played weird. on Monday, and then they didn't play until Saturday. And uh, at the beginning of the season, I mean, they had like three games in one week. You know, it's like there's no consistency here so far. <laughs> All playoff contenders, too. Right, figure. right. They got to bust their ass back to back. And it's not easy for a young you know, newer team to do that. And then you get a week off and it's, it's so weird, man. I, I wish it was like every other day, sometimes skipping a day, but it's, it's too long, man. Way too long. Right. Right. So uh, Connor Bedard scored for his third straight game and Peter Morazic made 38 saves for the Blackhawks in a five to two victory over the uh, Florida Panthers. 
uh, five to two. Kershev scored an open, empty net at the end of the game, which made it five to two. He needed that. Uh, I could also say that uh, Lucas Reichel needed that o- open netter too, because <laughs> uh, well, to help get that kid going. Game, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but Reichel, man, he was absolutely flying that game. Yeah, he got his first assist of the game, or for first first point of the the season. Yeah, he had a helper. He was flying all over the place. I really would like to see him play with Bedard. I think those two need each other. Yeah, um, this was a great bounce back game for him uh, for the Blackhawks after getting after getting absolutely shellacked by uh, by Arizona. Uh, Taylor Hall also made it back into the back onto the bench he mentioned that he came back too early from his previous injury because he was just so excited uh to get that game started took his time coming back this time and he says that he's feeling good so um he's looking good man feligno man is has i think he's been a very noticeable presence in every blackhawks game he's making good passes he's uh he's hitting guys he had a fight the other couple games ago Oh yeah, he looked like dude. Like he got hit. He, he it looked like he wasn't looking to fight, and then he got hit one time, and <laughs> like the the switch flip, dude. He he just the started Molino switch. Yeah, yeah, man. He just started. He just started pummeling this dude with some some steady right hand shots. I was like, man, they look brutal. So, but he's been looking good, man. Um, a really strong presence on this team. You know, Corey Perry has been a a strong presence too. Um, he's been hitting a few guys. He's been making some good passes, taking shots when need be to get some shots on net. Um, I, I think that these guys, man, have been really great veteran, uh, have a really great veteran presence for uh, for this young team. What do you think? Yeah, my favorite signing so far has been the uh, Corey Perry signing. I think he's a difference maker out there. And I, I don't know if he's, he he, uh, he ran into Stolarts. And it just caused a just a commotion with the whole team, and it, it's good to have a guy like that on the edge. Like he, I don't know if he accidentally bumped into him, maybe accidentally on purpose type of thing. But uh, he caught man, he's just a he's a force out there. Mm-hmm. He's make good vision, makes good passes, and if you know, he'll he'll stir it up a little bit with you too, and get in your head. And I mean, like yeah. I said, I hated when we played that guy. Yeah, I absolutely hated him, but. He's just one of those guys where it's like, hey, you hate him if he's not on your team, and you love him if he is. So right. I'm glad he's I'm glad he's on our team. Bedard, 18 years, 110 days, became the youngest player in Blackhawks history with a three game goal streak, breaking the record held by Jr. One of my personal favorites of he was 19 years and 31 days and February 17th of 1989. Can you believe that? That's a long time ago. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, Bedard is. Um, is as advertised this kid is he's playing really well it seems like each game he's getting more and more experience um it looks like he's getting more comfortable too you know have you noticed that well i i don't even think we've seen the best yet oh yeah i think i i think that shot yesterday the goal he scored yesterday he starts the puck very wide in his stance and when he releases it, it's almost it gets closer and closer to him, and then he'll change the angle for a goalie that's so impossible to read. And he absolutely sniped that shot yesterday. It was low <sighs> and wide, and it, I just was like, man, from from like if you're an average fan watching on TV, it's like, dude, the, the dude just took a normal shot at winning. 
And it's not like that at all. This this dude is changing the angle and the release on the shot is like almost best in the league. It's insane. Right, right. I noticed that too. I always, I also noticed how he looked around to see who was around him before he took that shot, looking to at, at probably dish it first. You know, man, Bedard. Something that people aren't talking about is I've seen this guy um, get down on a knee to, to block shots. I've I've seen him on the opposite end of the ice um, defending. Uh, looking to defend and then break out, you know, I don't think that that's talked about enough um, about his no. game. Yeah, he he's a hockey player, man. He wants to win, and you could tell he's when other teammates are scoring, he's he's just as excited like he just scored the goal. Sure, and that's that's a good player to have on the team. The only thing I dislike about him is he's holding the he's holding on to the puck too long when he's got three guys in front of him. Yeah. There's there's times where you have to be like, okay, I know I'm really good, but there's no chance in hell I'm getting through these guys. Turn around, look for some, you know, reinforcements, like a, another wave coming in, or just eat it. On net. Don't try to be a hero. That's the one thing I noticed with him. He'll he'll try to skate through a couple guys like it's juniors and I, I think I said this last podcast. Against NHL defensemen, they're not gonna let you. I mean, maybe once in a blue moon you'll get by, but Probably nine times, nine point nine times out of ten, you're not going to get through. So, yeah, and that's even I, if you're going a against smarter. a third pairing. Exactly. Just, just be a little smarter. Hold on to the puck. Maybe turn around like Kaner used to do. He'd skate like almost on the top of the circles. Yeah. I, I don't have anything. I'm going back to my D. I don't have anything. I'm putting it on net. I, I'm, I'm too covered. I'm going to just dump it and get off. So. That's stuff he's got to learn. I think that's my, in my view, that's the only negative. Yeah, that's also what made Kaner really dangerous because it's like, okay, oh, he's not going, and what's what's he doing now? You know, yeah. and and he's just sitting there stick handling the puck while guys are coming in, and it's like, well, is he going to dish it through three guys and set up a goal, which which he had done? I think that Bedard, he's so used to. He's like what three guys in front of me, no problem, you know, type of a thing. Exactly. He just he's with maturity, I think, and more experience. He's going to be like, yeah, I'm not going to skate into that. What am I insane? But yeah. right now, he's taking chances and he's used to doing that. So right, right. He's going to have to learn when it's okay to do it and when it's not okay to do it. Right. But that's not a bad thing. I mean, I like that he takes chances like that. A lot of rookies wouldn't dare do that. You know, they'd yeah. be like, who am I? Who the hell am I? You know, I'm yeah. just going to get that puck deep. But at least, I mean, that's it's not a bad thing either. But that's just the one, the one flaw I think he needs to work on. Sure. We got some key injuries, man, in the NHL, man. Uh, Adam Fox is a rumor he's got an ML, uh, MCL sprain. That's a big deal, man, especially with a, uh, a skating defenseman like he is. Yeah, um, that's a huge blow. Huge blow. Huge blow to New York, man. He's like their pride and joy out there. And to be honest with you, he delivers, dude. He delivers. He's a good player. Yeah, yeah he is. I think he's top three defenseman in the league for sure. Yeah, Jack Hughes. Um, it looks like he's got an upper body injury. The only news that I've heard is that it's not as bad as they thought that it was, and he might be out. He might come back at the end of the month, which I'll be honest with you, dude, that sounds like it might be a little serious. But uh, he's yeah, been on a, a tear. Cautious. Yeah, he's been on a tear to be uh, to start the season, and uh, it's too bad that he's that he's injured now. Yeah, I think the Hawks are playing the Devils tonight. I was really looking forward to see Jack Hughes like 
like incoming in my prime Jack Hughes, like watch out, I'm an MVP like player. But right. we, we've only seen him win, you know, he's last year, I think he was starting to take off. It was early in the year, but I was really looking forward to seeing him play tonight, but it yeah. looks like he won't be out there. Yeah, I've only seen like the, you know, the Jack Hughes that, you know, didn't really do not didn't really do much like this first uh, couple seasons. Yeah. Last year when he played the Hawks, I think he had a game the game winning goal. It was a really nice one too, where like you said, he was coming out of his um his shell and and really uh, blossoming and, and turning into a great player. But this year, dude, he's just probably pretty much just continuing on from last year and and um uh, but you know, we both know that he can bounce back from an injury. He did that last year. Did that the year before as well. You know, it seems like he gets injured a lot, dude. He's small, man. He's a smaller guy, and it's gonna happen. He he's uh kind of like Kane. He'll he'll like to dangle, and he he you know you skate in the guys. They're gonna hit you. I don't think I don't think the hit was uh it was a dirty hit. It was just a no. A he weird, lost weird the edge. Fall. Yeah, weird. weird Which he does a fall. lot. I don't know if you know that, but Jack Hughes loses an edge like like all the time. Yeah, that, it's either way. It's gonna suck for the Devils, but they're still a good team. If they could, you know, just hold out and hope someone else kind of jumps in his spot and takes the lead, they're still gonna be a dangerous playoff team. Sharks are o nine and one with ten goals for. Now, you're saying that this could be the worst team ever. I will tell you what, man. I thought that it was bad for the Blackhawks um, under Colladin. The yeah, Sharks oh. are somehow worse. Last year, the Hawks are tanking. The Sharks are somehow worse. I don't understand, man. I don't understand what's going on I, out there. I don't know what you do. You don't even have assets to move. To, right. You know what I'm saying? You don't have... Like, you moved Eric Carlson. I mean, there was a Norris Trophy guy, but... Okay, what did you... You just... You're, the asset you got was you don't have to pay that $13 million Right. I mean that's that's a win. Even if they retained a little bit, it's still a win. But I think the only guy you got is Logan Couture and he's hurt. And he's the captain. Who knows if he wants to even leave? I mean, I'm sure he's not happy with the record, but this has been his home for a long time. Yeah. So I mean that's the guy I think that the Sharks wanted to say get another first round pick. He could probably get it if he's willing to leave. Right. Other than that, it's going to be a long rebuild for this team, I think. Huge topic on NHL radio this week was the code. When a player takes a cheap shot, how should players on the ice respond? Uh, Brad Marchand had a dirty play, and the Leafs players on the ice did nothing. Now, this is... You know, this is one of those things where in the old NHL, you wouldn't dare do something like that because, you know, you'll have a, you'll have like a Marty McSorley jumping off the bench, you know, and, and you're going to pay the price, which typically isn't happening uh, too much these days. Um, I, I'm not sure about the retaliation because in some instances, it can hurt your team, you know, setting a guy down and, and possibly taking away a power play. But, if something is happening continually during a game, something needs to be done by someone. But if it's just kind of like a one-off from like, you know, 
I, I hate Marshawn, dude. A lot of people love him, especially in Boston. I think he's a scumbag. I've always thought he's a scumbag. You know, even when he was, you know, he's developed from this rat type character into, um, you know, a goal scorer. And I, I, I do recognize that, but I don't know why guys whenever they get a chance don't just lay that dude out when they whenever they get the chance you know i'm yeah. talking about cross checks to the back like the whole nine yards i don't know why dudes aren't doing that these days well i'm not sure what the leafs guys on the ice were doing if i saw my teammate kind but of get... was laughing about it well that's that's something that people are getting getting wrong because I heard on NHL radio, I listened to the whole segment on this. Bertuzzi was laughing at the fact of how big of a joke he was. Apparently, there's a guy that was in between the glass. He heard everything. He said Bertuzzi wasn't really laughing at the fact that his guy got hurt, and he's just kind of laughing. He was mostly shaking his head like, wow, this guy is such a just a piece of shit. And he shakes his head laughing like he he, he just couldn't believe it. And then Ryan Reeves is the only guy on the bench yelling at this guy, Marshawn. Marshawn even had the balls to go to the bench and just kind of taunt these guys after he did something like that. But no right. one on the ice did a thing. Yeah. So if this was in the 90s, I think Ryan Reeves would have jumped the bench and took care of business. But, I mean, now if he did that, he'd probably be suspended 20 games. I mean, right. you don't you don't really want to see that. You don't want to see these, like, ugly line brawls and stuff, even though they're very entertaining. Yeah. But say, like, me and you are on the ice together. You took a cheap shot. Yeah, I'm not a fighter, but I'm going to go over there and say, no, 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 dude, you're not going to do that. Even if it was Austin Matthews, I'm going to get in this guy's face make fun of his nose probably and just just let him know like hey this this ain't gonna happen dude you're gonna pay the price for this right but the Leafs did nothing and like like me and you were talking earlier it's like 50 50 people what they think about the code and the 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 role of the enforcer slowly dying slowly going extinct but i'm on the side where hey you're gonna play that way Grab your number. We're going to get you back. We're going to pay the price. You're going to pay the price. Right. But now you got people like, oh, no, we can't be like that. And we, we don't want this in the game. It's ugly for the game. And I'm on the side of let the players please for themselves. Yeah. It keeps it. It keeps guys honest, to be honest with you. Look at Marchant's record. He's been suspended multiple times. He's known to be dirty. Nothing will change unless this guy gets his block knocked off by yeah. somebody. And I'm not saying to go out there and put him out for the whole season. I'm saying give him a nice hit, force him to drop the gloves if he's going to play that way. And if he doesn't drop them, drop yours and just keep swinging. Because yeah. he's going to be like, hey, next time I play this team, they're, these guys are nuts. These guys yeah. are going to come after me. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to get hurt. So it's just something that I think the players, I, I think the the role of the enforcer is so important. And Ryan Reeves, unfortunately, he can't really do his job because there's so many rules. The third man in, they got the the two minute, the five minute instigator, 10 minute game misconduct thing. And it's like, okay, I'm not helping my team if I'm, you know, 15 minutes, I can't, I can't even go on the bench. So yeah, I think they should go back to the old ways and let, let the wild west figure itself out. 
I agree 110%. And I want to know what everybody else thinks about that, about the code. Let us know on Twitter at Shy Tomahawk. Let us know. And uh, we'll talk about this again on the next one. So, all right, guys, that's all that we got for you. This is the Tomahawk, and we're out of here. <laughs>